Metro Lives. That's a button that you may, on occasion, if you wander the streets of Chicago, see some young people wearing. Metro. It's a high school, a very unusual high school, one of the only three in the country. It's an experimental school, innovative high school without walls. And seated around the microphone are four students who attend Metro High School. Uh, you may have read that it's under the gun in that the principal of Metro High School, Nate Blackman, has been given an unsatisfactory rating by one of the district superintendents of the school system. And uh, this is the parent, by the way, the Parents Association is, unlike so many associations, parent associations of other of the traditional schools, and that there's a unanimity of opinion here about the importance of Metro. What is Metro High School? We have seen her on microphone, Sylvia Fontella. She's a, a sophomore, sophomore. Junior. You're junior, she's 15. Uh, Nathaniel Brandy is 19, he's a junior. Mark Tomazawa, senior, senior I beg your pardon, senior. We can talk about that too. And Mark Tomazawa, 17, you're a senior. senior. Claire Nesbitt, 16, you're a senior. senior. So we're gonna talk about, we'll talk about where you're from, schools you went to before. Sylvia Fontella, what is Metro High School? Uh, Metro is a school, as you said, without walls. Uh, we use the resources of the city to hold uh, most of the majority of our classes. It's um, just about it. Use the resources of the city. Mark, what would that mean? Well, such as we take marine biology at the Shedd Aquarium. We have uh, a class in TV production with Dick Barnett at WMAQ. We have a class in radio production at WIND. And it's more or less getting the whole city, the business community of the city, the re natural resources in the area, the resources of the downtown area. And we use these as our classroom. I know uh, uh, Nathaniel Brandy, Nikki, not Nikki, uh, Metro itself to you, you, each of you has been to other schools, you know. Yes. What's Metro mean to you? Well, Metro means a new way, a way of making it in uh, this society, really, because in the other school there was no way possible that I can see, could see myself getting all the way through. With Metro, there's a lot of hope, and like uh, with a lot of students in Metro, when you see their uh, grades and records, you see they've shot up a uh, considerable margin. And you went, what? You went to a traditional high school. Because you're 19, so you were out of school for a couple of years. Yes, I was. You went to a regular high school before. Right? Yeah. I went to Marshall High School, and like uh, I could not make it in the school because I couldn't get along with teachers. I couldn't follow the regular tradition of sitting there, taking what they give you, and not asking any questions. I had to hit back, and I had to find some way to do it. But at that time, I got in a lot of trouble striking back. But when I was selected for Metro, uh, it gave me a chance to hit back and then take a couple of punches to see how it feels. Mm -hmm. Well, we'll ask you about your experience in Metro as we go along. You know, uh, you, 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 Claire, <laughs> you, as the same time as school, as one of the other schools say, all right, you, all right, Claire, your turn, now you get up. That's another thing, <laughs> when Metro's a little different. Claire Nesbitt, what's Metro to you, in contrast to the other school, you, traditional schools you attended? Well, Metro is an approach to education in a different way. It's, it's exciting. And it makes learning a little bit fun, you know, which is, to me, there's nothing wrong with that. I want, I think people should enjoy learning. Where the high school I went to before, I wasn't getting much out of it. I, it was a drag, you know, I just went there. But Metro, when I get up in the morning, I want to go to the school. I want to go to see people. I want to go to my classes. I get involved in my classes and with the teachers and with the community. And it's, 
which is so much more exciting than the dull traditional high schools. You were talking earlier about the about you could in the other schools you could manipulate you could make the yeah. grades. Yeah, I found myself playing games with teachers that I could if I played up to them I could get a B instead of a D, mm -hmm. things like that. Or if I cheated a little bit I could do better on tests. Where at Metro you just don't need to do that kind of thing. You're completely open with your teachers and all the other students, and you have a choice in your um, curriculum. It's just you have a choice. Let's keep yeah. this open. Anybody can. Claire was talking about a choice in curriculum. Can we talk about that a little? Anybody, yeah. Sylvia? Um, I feel that you know having a choice is you know much better than <coughs> sitting down with somebody and them telling you, well, you should take this or that. You are able to use your own mind, your own judgment as to what you feel that you're capable of taking, and what you're not capable of taking. And I feel that you know that helps to motivate the students. Therefore, they like learning because <clears throat> they're learning something that they want to learn, not something that they're forced to learn. But even if you're not uh, capable, even if you're not capable of um, taking it, the thing is that you can still go to another student and not battle, try and compete with him, but ask him for help. Right. Mm -hmm. And you can say, even if he's a sophomore and I'm a senior, I can come to him and say, hey, you're better than this, in this than I am. Why don't you give me a hand with right. it? And like, in uh, the same thing, he can come to me. And when a student gives the opportunity to see what, and see, what, and see from a teacher's standpoint what is happening, that gives him a better idea of what he wants to do. Like, because students can teach us classes in Metro. Yeah. Right. If they're qualified to <coughs> teach. I'm teaching one. <laughs> right. So I'm it's not, <coughs> it's not right. a traditional teacher-student role at Metro. For instance, it's all on a first-name basis. Um, we talk to Nate, who's our principal. We don't call him Mr. Blackman. In fact, if you go up to him and you call him Mr. Blackman, he'll be sure to correct you because he doesn't want there to be... Uh, a sort of a wall between you when you use titles. There's sort of an uh, authority thing there. And, you know, a lot of times they'll scare people away. But at Metro, it's very easy to talk to them. Students talk to them. Teachers talk to them. Mm -hmm. And it, it's all very open. It's the same way with the teachers. And at Metro, the basic fact is realize that uh, students can know more than teachers in a right. subject. Right. And you're, you're free at any time to sit down and talk to a teacher about academic problems, personal problems, anything. Yeah, and you can tell them if you don't think their class is going right, if you um, want to change the program in the class, if you decide there's something you'd rather be doing, you can direct it towards that. The, the students and the teachers decide, beginning of the, the um, cycle, what it is you want to accomplish in this class. It's not just the teacher that sets up the goals, it's the students because the teacher doesn't automatically know what it is the students want to learn. They tell her, and they decide together. So the respect goes both ways. Right. Mm -hmm. At the beginning of a class, the teacher will usually ask the students, you know, what do you want to get out of this class? Mm -hmm. And therefore, uh, the students and the teacher therefore work out the curriculum for the yeah. class. Yeah, something that Nikki said a moment ago about, you can ask a student, but you don't feel self-conscious. It's not the competitive spirit. It's not, right. the, that is the, it's not a question of beating someone else or making a higher grade than someone else. Right. right. You work at your own speed, your own level. And at your grade level, like uh, you don't get A or B. You get credit if you do the work and get the course, or no credit if you don't try. I mean, you've got, if you don't try, it seems that you're not interested in the class. 
because there's no, uh, I believe there's no such thing as not being able to do what she assigns you to do because you've picked it yourself. Mm -hmm. That's what you ought to do. And if you miss, if you don't get the credit, you haven't been, you've messed it up yourself because you picked it out. She asked you what you wanted and what she can do to help you. And if you don't like what she's doing and you think it can be done better, you go, hey, and correct her. So are there discussions like this in class, like yes. students and the teacher <coughs> participating yes. in class, discussing what the curriculum is or how it should go? Definitely. They have mm -hmm. That's well, not part only that, of the school. But like the faculty, they don't sit in various English offices and math offices where they can close the door and lock it and, and isolate themselves from the students. They're right out there with everybody. And there's constant communication, which is it's really beautiful. And it, it's more like a college, actually. At Metro, you are assumed to be a responsible human being and it's more like that and that's more conducive to learning than sort of a giant daycare center type approach that most of the, most of the schools have with guards in the hallway asking you for a note to make sure you can go from one place to another and things like that. Are there any guards at Metro? No. No guards. That's Students take their own responsibility. You're, like Mark said, looked upon as a responsible individual. You know, I'm thinking as this discussion is going on, Metro School, we know something, uh, many high schools have guards and police there. We think of Gage High School at this moment. Metro is exactly the opposite then, isn't it? Right. right. Anyway, could we, uh, the, wait, now I suppose specifics. Metro itself has a location. Yes. That's it, isn't that right? It's right. 537 South Dearborn. Just now what you, is that? Just a place to take the mail. That's, all. <laughs> that's, where <you laughs> that's where you meet. But from then on, the city is your classroom. Is right. That it? Mm -hmm. Okay. But how many students are there in Metro? Approximately three hundred mm -hmm. and fifty. And it's high school. It's from. It's credited. It's accredited. Yes. Mm -hmm. the students are, the are chosen by lottery. Hmm? The students are chosen by lottery. Is that so? Yeah. Where are they from? What? what Families, the working class families, middle class. Uh, well, they're chosen from all over the city, so you have um, a large variety yeah. of people. Well, c could we just, you know, just ask the kind of families you're from? Say, Sylvia. Um, I'm from a working class family, middle, you know, family. Yeah. <laughs> what about yourself, Nikki? Middle class, fathers and businesses, mm -hmm. uh, his own business, mothers working, middle class family. Mm -hmm. yeah. What about yeah. yourself, Mark? Middle class family. My mother works. Uh, my parents are separated, or divorced, actually. What about you, Yeah, I'm from middle-class family. Both my parents work. Uh, we'll come into the question, so it cuts through. There's no one group of people no. represented. Mm -hmm. What about the teachers? <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> from every range. Right. Well, like what? Now, see, we, we talked earlier, uh, Mark was touching upon some of the places you go to courses. People ask, what mm -hmm. courses do you take? Even the word take isn't right. Mm -hmm. What courses are you part Even, of? Even, um, like, we have, to, we have to go by certain rules. You have to take, you know, amount of English, amount of math, but you have units. Like, you can take creative writing instead of all this basic, basic English, and you can take uh, algebra when you, when you just have got out of fractions and you can do a lot of things. You, like, I have a class at uh, Malcolm X and one at Circle, and like I have science at Circle, and I history class at Malcolm X and history class at a school, and like I basically I'm running all over the city all the time. Like, 
every bus driver in Chicago must know me by first name <laughs> by nine. But like, uh, mm, that's what's so cool about it. In the beginning of Metro, we had a lot of trouble with police. You know, 150 kids running all over the city with looked like they had no place to go. We had problems with people getting lost, looking for classes, and then they send out search parties <laughs> trying to find them. Well, this is interesting. So you take the classes, like you can take mm -hmm. a class at Circle or at Malcolm right. X, some right. other place, still be part of Metro. Is that right. it? Oh, sure. sure. How does, can you explain that further? Anybody, uh, Mark um, or Claire? Well, I once took a class called Penal Justice. Mm -hmm. It was taught by an ex-convict who had been in jail for three years in Louisiana. And um, we visited Pontiac Jail and Dwight's Women's Penitentiary in Cook County Jail. And plus, he told us a lot about his experiences. And this really made me see um, what Metro has to offer because if I had talked to a social studies teacher, they could have told me something about jails or I could have read something in the paper. But here we get it firsthand from the people, from the professionals, from the community. We go out and talk to the people who are actually doing these things. Instead of reading about um, labor unions or something, we go and talk to the people. We go to factories and things like that. And you just learn so much more from directly from the people who are doing things instead of through teachers who have read about it also. And I think for the teachers, these are new experiences too. Um, we have 25 staff members, um, t Board of Education teachers, but we have ancillary teachers from all over the cities um, taking a writing class with the senior editor of Playboy. Mm -hmm. And he's an excellent writer. And he just has so much more to offer than the usual English teacher. Uh, like, uh, she's right. Like, I took that class with penal justice, too. And, like, we visited Stateville and Joliet. And, like, uh, if, mm, if, I, if it wasn't for Metro, I'd have been firsthand, had firsthand opinion on <laughs> what, the, what those places would have been like. But, like, he really showed us what was waiting for us if we didn't get an education. So Metro played a real role in your life. Yes, it did. It played an excellent role in my right. life because, like, I could have tell you a number of places that I could have mm. been <laughs> if it wasn't for Metro. It's been like a salvation to a lot of students. Yeah. Right. The bad thing is uh, a lot of people in Chicago either don't know about Metro yeah. at this time or they, ha they view Metro as a haven for dropouts and mm -hmm. drug addicts. And, mm -hmm. and it just isn't true. Mm -hmm. And we're trying to show people this. Like, you know, I'm th I think this is the only high school of its kind here in Chicago, only right. about three in the whole country. Right. Like when, but something that uh, Claire had said, too, that you go to the source, like uh, penal justice, like you were saying, you, a guy who was there, served time. Also, when you, you go to a factory, so a labor guy may be talking to you about what it is to work in a plant. Is that the idea? Rather right. than getting it from a book. Right. right. Mm -hmm. What's more examples? Well, I'm teaching a class. Um, excursions into medicine. It's a class for students interested in medicine. And each week we go to a hospital or an institution dealing with medicine and sit down and talk to doctors about what is going on in the medical field. What are some of the things that you don't see when you go into a hospital? Things like that. See, the students are getting firsthand from people who are in this and then, you know, when they get out of high school, they might say, wow, I really dug what he was doing. I want to do it too. Yeah, and like, uh, I have a friend named Tony Love that uh, is interested in radio. And like, he's goes to uh, different stations. He's been on different stations. He goes, hits it firsthand. 
Like, uh, for uh, when he first got into it, he was looking at you as a uh, symbol or to and work me. by. Yeah. yeah. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> we, and he's getting first-hand information. And, like, if it wasn't for the teachers that got out and helped him to get into what he's getting into, he'd have never made it in radio. And another friend, Cedric Gates, who's interested in computers and electronics, his his computer teachers took him all around, and I, I'm willing to lay money that he can work any computer in Chicago mm. because of this firsthand information. Mm. There's a lot of things that uh, Metro has mm, reached out, and a lot of people in Metro has reached out and grabbed and pulled in so they can hit higher. I think, Mark, you were about to say something. Uh, yeah, it's just like at Metro also, if there's not a class that's being offered that you'd like to take and that you're interested in, um, you go up to a teacher, you explain what you'd like to take, you explain, you know, all about the course that you'd like to see set up, and they go out and they, they try to get the class for you. And it's really beautiful because at most schools you have like English 1, 2, 3, and 4, right? And it's very limited and there's no choice really. Well, at Metro, if you, even like we have 29 English classes to select from this quarter, or this cycle actually, and if there's an English class you'd like to take, but um, it hasn't been created yet, you can go out and create it yourself. Sylvia? Um, yes, I was going to say when Mark mentioned English, I've I've taken a taken a Shakespeare course at Metro and. That was really wild, but I enjoyed Shakespeare. And I never, you know, could imagine the time when I'd sit down and actually look forward to reading some Shakespeare. Well, how, how was this course? Like, well, um, you mean how it was set up? Yeah. Or what? Well, I don't know. I don't know how it was exactly set up, but um, I, I know I saw it in the catalog, and, I, and I'm really interested in English. Mm. So I took it, and... Basically, the students learn by listening to records, and um, we read a lot. But we had um, the teacher was very explanatory. You mm. know, you, you weren't sitting there reading. I don't know. It's just a beautiful experience. Mm. I like Shakespeare. And so the teacher was talking about Shakespeare to talking you. Talking about, and also we went back into the days. You know, when Shakespeare was living. Oh, recreated the, what it was like we, to live yes, in, in the Elizabethan out, times. Yes, we acted out a lot of the plays. Oh, did you? Yes. I think this is kind of important you're talking about. So, It wasn't just somebody giving you uh, Romeo and Juliet no, or Hamlet to read. No. You acted out right. and what it was like to live in that time, right. too. Yeah, that reminds me of a class called I Hate Math. I Hate <laughs> Math? Yeah. 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 Um, it attracted about 50 students, mm -hmm. too. It was, they played games, and uh, I think they got prizes or something. Mm -hmm. But I, I remember seeing the Shakespeare cl class in the catalog, and it said it was designed for students who didn't think they could ever like Shakespeare, and same with the math class. So what happened in the hate math class? Well, I don't know, because I didn't take it. We didn't get, but there was that, and, and something was happening there. The, I suppose the way it was being offered right. suddenly made math come alive. Is that yeah. it? That's what Mitchell does. It, it, offers you different ways to learn things. Like Mark was saying, at other schools you, you can only take English 1, 2, 3, and 4, whereas at Metro you have a wide variety of choices. You, get, you learn English and you learn basic English also, but you get to, to choose how you want to learn it. Um, we have to take 
math courses, social studies courses, and English courses, the basic things. Mm -hmm. And we learn how to read and write and, and subtract. But we also um, get to learn English and math and social studies in different ways mm -hmm. other than any other students. I should point out, by the way, to the people listening, that being poured is not booze or beer, it's Pepsi-Cola. <laughs> 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 At Metro. Coming back to Claire's point about uh, learning or learning. School and joy are related. Instead of being a heavy thing, a chore, in which you're not even known as a person in some of the schools, I know that's so. You know, you know each other's individuals? Sure. Yes, definitely. Because of the small number of students, um, it's very easy to know just about all the students by name or by face. You know people. It's not... Um, situation where there's so many students you only know about two or three. Right. It's, at Metro, one of the reasons why there aren't any big racial problems, like at Gage Park you read about the black students and the white students fighting out in the playground and whatever, but at Metro, well, it, it's hard to hate somebody if you've known them and, and you've called them by name and you've rapped with them for a while. It, it's very hard, you know, not to come to know them very well and to respect them as people. And that's probably one. Of, that's one of the main concepts of Metro, is a more intimate type thing than just you know numbers of people. Yeah. And most people consider themselves as too busy to think about racial tensions and things like that. But like uh, I've always thought you'd never heard of mm, race riots in playgrounds and parks because we never had a playground. In yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I could not think of starting a race riot in the middle of the loop. Now, that wouldn't be too swift. Mm -hmm. But uh, I, race riot is something that's never thought about the Metro because there's always something coming up to pull us together. I mean, like, one thing that kicked us out the building, next minute, you know, the E-1 notice, I mean, there's always something. Yeah, the E-1 notice, the reference that uh, Nikki's making, Randy making this that which the principal, Nate Blackman, received from uh, Mrs. Bessie Lawrence, who was a district superintendent, E1 meaning unsatisfactory. What do they mean by that? I'd like to know what they mean. What does unsatisfactory mean? His performance, according to Dr. Lawrence and other members, is poor. It's what not is, up to their standards. Yeah, to that, what is their standard? Well, Metro is being evaluated by <clears throat> an outmoded system for outmoded regular high schools. And we cannot be evaluated by something that doesn't apply to us. Right, it, def it defeats the whole purpose. Mm -hmm. Metro was created because the Board of Education realized that the standard school system was very outdated, was primitive, and was not working. And that's why Metro was created. Uh, Metro was created to, to implement various experimental learning techniques, te very, various teaching techniques. And now they're going to turn around and try to evaluate us the way they would evaluate a standard high school, which they've already mm. conceded, is not satisfactory. Not working now. Right. What yeah, do you it's think, like, um, It's like using the rules of a basketball game for a football game or something. Mm. It's interesting that uh, there was a gathering of the parents at Jones Commercial High School, the parents of the students at Metro and the teachers, and it's unanimous. Here's, here's a case of, there's no question that the parents feel it's pretty exciting. And they spoke of Nate Blackman's philosophy of trust and freedom, essential to innovative high school. What about uh, this question? Oh, now, when you went to the regular, traditional schools, 
in the case of Nikki Brandy or well, Sylvia, all of you did, didn't you? Right. Before attending well, Metro. Well, I didn't go to yeah. a regular no. high school. No. I came from a grammar school. You came right from grammar school. Right. But was it quite a difference, wasn't it? Not just high school and grammar school, another difference, wasn't it? Yes, there was. Quite a difference because, I mean, I, well, the grammar school that I went to wasn't basically, it wasn't a public school either, but I've, I have brothers and sisters in public schools, and I know what it's like, and therefore Metro was a whole new experience. What about you, Mark? Well, I went to Southside High School for three years, and it's considered to be one of the better high schools in the city of Chicago. It's sort of a showcase. Anytime somebody important comes into Chicago and wants to see a standard high school, he, he or she is led out to uh, my old high school where they're given a grand tour, but where they are uh, led around and they're carefully you know, led around so they don't see certain things happening. Uh, such as at my, old high, at my old high school during lunch hour, um, we have these huge porcelain plates, you know, and they used to get thrown around like frisbees, really, <laughs> and chairs were thrown around, and eventually it got so that the um, teachers or the faculty, whoever was, whoever was guiding the tour, would not come at all near the lunchroom because it was such a bad situation in there, and there was a huge drug problem there, there still is, um, and there's a lot of racial tension there, and I just, I found myself being stifled. I wanted to learn and there were just too many other things to worry about, like survival. <laughs> Isn't this one of the things that Nikki was talking about earlier, too? Busy. The things you're doing, is that it? The things that you're doing at your part of creating, too, could be pretty exciting to you. Yeah. You know, growing that, that other matter that makes for tension isn't there. Because you're kind of, if I may say it, you're kind of flowering in a very beautiful way. So where'd you go, uh, Claire? I went to the same school Mark did, Kenwood. High school. Um, I left my first year. Yeah. It was at f my first half year at Kenwood, I enjoyed it because I guess I was in high school. But as I said before, I found I was just playing a lot of games and I wanted to get away from that. I also found there was just, I don't know, school seemed like a big joke because half the time you were worrying about attendance, about cutting classes, about um, taking certain tests and things like that. and. I never felt like I really had any choice in what I was doing. Where at Metro, I have all the choice I could possibly want. You feel like cutting classes at Metro? Well, I, if you cut a class, no one's going to hit you over your, your head or anything like that. But um, as a responsible student, and because of the exciting way that classes are taught, you very seldom want to cut a class. Like Metro has the highest attendance in uh, most Chicago public high schools. And like, I'm not saying that their uh, rate of going classes is better, but like uh, Metro's attendance is 85%. I mean, they are in school, mm -hmm. and that's where you can find them, either in school, up in the student lounge, or in a class. I mean, if ever there's anything to worry about, a lost in Chicago somewhere. But like, uh, <laughs> I'm asking right. about those travels to the city in a moment. Before we take a little pause right now, take a slight break and we'll return four students at Metro High School, a school without walls, and at the moment there's a crisis, not because of the students, not because of the Metro teachers or the principal, Nate Blackman, but because it seems the Chicago public school system, one of their officials or several, consider Metro something of a threat perhaps? I don't know. Uh, so therefore, Principal Blackman, who I'll ask you about your feelings toward Nate Blackman. 
and to other teachers and talking about it with your parents too do you have this discussion Ed Blackman received unsatisfactory rating we can talk about that too we'll continue in a moment and my uh, four guests are Sylvia Fontilla and Nathaniel Brandy Nikki Brandy and Mark Tamazawa and Claire Nesbitt and un momento we continue Talking about your own experience. What were you what were you saying, Claire? What were you gonna say there? Hmm? Were you saying something there? Just then. Oh, I said I had to mention Kenwood's name. I just <laughs> Oh, that's okay. There were good teachers at Kenwood, but by the way, this, this is the point, just to make it clear. Uh, Nikki mentioned Marshall too. We know that individually there are good teachers in all these other schools you're going to. Individually there are some good teachers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some of the teachers in Marshall has came to Metro. Barry Sloan was my music teacher in Marshall. <laughs> 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 he came to Metro. Yes, he came to Metro. He's the computer teacher in Metro now. And um, Judy Quambeck was an English teacher in Marshall. <laughs> yeah. We had much love for each other there, <laughs> but now we're very good friends. Isn't this, this is the point. See, we're not attacking uh, all teachers as such at Richmond. We're talking about an institution, the way institutions work, and Metro is something different. Right, it allows, it allows individual teachers who yeah. normally would be stifled or, mm -hmm. or restrained to come out with their innovative ideas, come out with any new teaching methods they might have, and it allows them, as well as the students, to be as creative as possible yeah. and to reach their highest potential. Do you do uh, anything, anybody wants to talk, fine. Do you do uh, teachers talk about this with you, two individual teachers? Oh, the changes in their lives, too? Yeah, like, and when, like, I've had 20 of my old teachers in grammar school and high school come to me and say, how can I get in? You oh, know? yeah? Yeah, like, we've had, a large uh, application, millions of applications, at least uh, in the thousands, <laughs> I say, <laughs> and of uh, students who want to get in Metro, and a large order teachers too, because like um, Metro uh, and teachers all over the place would like love to get into Metro because they like the idea of teaching the way they want to teach instead of the way they have to teach. Same with students, they like the idea of learning how they want to learn instead of learning how they have to learn. Right, and it allows you to grow as an individual and to become a lot more responsible. At a standard high school, you're more or less spoon-fed because you don't have much choice about what course you want to take. You know, it's laid out for you, and, and you just go through it. Whereas at Metro, you, you actually are almost forced to become responsible, and everybody seems to rise to the occasion. It's like uh, in a regular school, they say, here, learn it, and if you get, get it, you got an A. And if you don't, you got an F. Metro, you can do it all and still get no, you can sit up there and rap all you want to and make everybody think you're intelligent. But you can still get a no credit if you don't do what it takes to get the class. Metro doesn't have grades, A, B, C, D. No. no. Ah. And another thing that, excuse me, another thing that I like about uh, Metro is the fact that we do not have to sit down and compute what is written in a book you know, mind compute, but um, you know, you rather you learn by doing, and it's just the most beautiful learning experience I've ever had. Right, my English class, um, instead of reading just stories, it's it's story workshop, okay. And instead of just reading stories, and instead of just writing stories, like I've been told to do in many of my English classes for most of the years I've been in school, 
the first day uh, we were read a story and then told to repeat what we remembered about it. And then after that, uh, we went around the room, the students, and each student would say a word. It was sort of an associative type thing. You'd think of the first word that came to your mind after the person preceded you said something. But on the second time around, we had to come up with a word that was sort of a surprise word. In other words, if they said something like door, then you would not come up with something like window. You would come up with a word that had to do with something that happened to you in your life that meant something to you that involved a door. Mm -hmm. And it, it got you to really correlate your thoughts and your past experiences and to remember exactly what kind of things you were feeling at the time that this experience happened to you. Because I've heard many lectures to me about how lucky I am to get into a school like Metro because I've talked to dropouts, dope addicts, ex-dope addicts, and they've all said, you know, like, if I had what you've got now, I wouldn't be where I am now. And, like, they checked out the school and they thought it was beautiful. And, like, uh, they, they uh, like, one, one man told me he sent out a silent prayer for me saying, thank God for Metro. And, you know, like, really, that would really, it really made me appreciate my school. About the, there's so many things to ask you about. Is anybody, what about, you talk about school when you get home, too? Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> oh, I mean, you know, like, when you get home, you can hardly wait to burst through the door. Mom, guess what? <laughs> no, I mean, you learn something new every day, and most of it is pertaining to society and the things around us, so therefore it can be, you know, shared with your parents, your friends, or whatever. Right. When I went to Kenwood, I couldn't, you know, I didn't feel like coming home and saying, oh, I read a chapter in my English textbook today, but... It was fun to come home and talk about my improvisational theater class or um, where I went, like if I went down to Halstead Street or Maxwell Street or something, and tell them about it or tell them who I might have met, you know, or what I might have done. It's just so much, it's, it's exciting. It's and you just want to share it with people. Excuse me, it's not the kind of thing that you sit around the dinner table and your father says, oh, what did you learn in school today? And you say, oh, nothing. You know? Like when my house, we actually turn off the television and sit around <laughs> and talk. I mean, and for me, that's something new because usually he's up in the easy chair, mm -hmm. sitting back, relaxing, and who says a word to him about anything? He, and when I walk in, he turns off the television and says, okay, tell me about what happened today. We sit around and laugh and joke, and he goes, yeah, well, that, that's pretty hip. You know, you got something that I didn't when I was in school. And then he gives me these long lectures about how he was in school, and I, I said, <laughs> wow, wait a minute, nah, I'm in Metro. You can't come like this. And he said, well, that's the way I learned it. And I said, well, that's not always the way it is. But it, it's a controversy, but it's a friendly one. But that's interesting. So your father, uh, before... You know, before you took off and before you school, it's just what you learn in school. They were just not interested, you know. Mm -hmm. And now, all of a sudden, he's interested, too, in what you yeah. did. Even though you have this debate on it, he's interested, too. And uh, Sylvia was talking about the excitement. Is that the way it is with you, Mark? Right. It's, it's really like, you know, I go home and I talk to my mother. Well, recently I've been really busy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's been really <laughs> difficult to talk to many people. But it's... It is, being at Metro is, is very exciting. And that's another thing about Metro. You walk in and the first thing that impresses you is, is pretty much how active the place is. Most schools you walk in during class and there's nobody in the hallway. 
and the, everybody's sitting in their classes at their desks in perfect rows. But Metro, you walk in, and it, it's sort of a shock at first, actually, because you, you constantly see people moving around and going from room to room. And, but things are really getting done at Metro. And this is one of the things that, that sort of, I think, scares some of the people who are judging Metro as Board of Education officials. I think they're scared that, that there's so much excitement going on and stuff that the only time they've ever seen that much excitement is at a riot. Mm -hmm. So it kind yeah, of scares them. I really think it's the freedom in Metro because, like, I'll walk in and, like, sit down at Nate's desk and put my feet up and sit back and, like, somebody will come in and say, Mr. Blackman, well, his desk is over there. And he walks over there and goes, Nathaniel Blackman. I say, you got the right Nathaniel, but the wrong Blackman. And <laughs> he'll look up, and I'll point over there. And, uh, Nate, you're, somebody you're wants to, to see. You're the principal. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, n n I turn around and holler, Nate, somebody wants to see you. And, you mm. know, he, they look, and they, you know, shock instantly. Mm. What kind of school is this? Well, <laughs> the principal, Nate. Yeah, yeah, well, he's, the thing about Nate is that he doesn't just stay at his desk. He's not locked away behind two doors. He's, he's right out there in the open, and everybody can talk to him, and he, he actually makes a point of it to go around and talk to students. He goes th through the student lounge, he talks to people, pats them on the back, finds out if anything's troubling them that he can help out with, and he does the same for the staff. And it's not only, always just school problems, it's personal problems, anything. It doesn't even have to conflict with your grades. If it's bothering you, he'll talk to you about yeah, it. He's a real friend. Yeah. Claire, you... Well, I, I can remember when I first came to Metro, and I used to go up to him and I said, um, I'm Claire, and he go, oh, I know, I know. And he put his arm around me and said, what's the matter? He just started talking to me, and it just made me feel so much more relaxed in the school. And I knew just any time you go up and talk to him, you just let him know you want to talk to him, and usually he'll drop what he's doing and just talk to you. And he's, he's always spending time with students and teachers, um, and not just as a principal, but as a friend, too which is really important to everyone at school. So we're talking about uh, the principal, Nate Blackman, the teachers knowing you as persons and knowing one another as individuals. Right. You're not then uh, sticks of wood. Or, uh, you know, Mark was describing the hallways, people, rather than the regular schools, there's a bell rings, is that it? Everybody's right. in it. There's no bells <coughs> at Metro. You look up at the clock, mm -hmm. and if it's time to go, you go. And if it's not, you sit down and you wrap. Like, it's beautiful because Nate will come up, you know, he'll know I'm supposed to be in a class, and he'll go, Nick, why aren't you in your class? And I'll look and say, well, uh, it's like this, Nate. And he goes, I don't want to hear it. Just go to class. <laughs> <laughs> and he sits around, and he, he it seems like he knows everything that goes on. He knows when you, he knows when I'm, me personally, he knows when I'm mad, he knows when I'm troubled. And he, it seems like, you know, in a friendly way, he's always there. So the, uh, I'm just thinking of a school. Imagine, can you imagine, I suppose I'm talking to listeners, can you imagine if there were, all the high schools were like Metro, how would our city be altered? First of all, there wouldn't be enough places for the students to go. <laughs> they want to go to school. Oh, no. I mean, you know, there wouldn't be enough resources for the yeah. students to yeah. take in and see. Because, like, three students will go to Quaker Oats and, and 
work with the chefs and then they'll be telling them and taking notes and everything. Could you imagine 50 students in Quaker Oats or 3,000? That'd be, that'd be plenty. I think I'm just curious to know what would happen to the school system, you see, if uh, the oh students felt about high school the way you feel about high school now. Well, it would I change the whole face of things, wouldn't right, it? Right. I don't think there'd be schools like South Shore where it's more like a prison and, and less like a learning institution. I don't think there'd be any gauge parks where you have people going to school ready for trouble and not ready for learning. Uh, I think it eased quite a few of the situations. But I also think that if there were a lot of schools like Metro, that this would be decentralization. In other words, you wouldn't have the school as just a unit in itself. It would be involved with the community. And because of that, you would have less supervisors, probably. And You'd have it less might. students dropping out of school. Too. Right. There'd be a lot less students dropping out of school. What about the question, because uh, uh, Nate was talking about, uh, uh, rather, uh, uh, Nicky and Nathaniel were talking about Nate Blackman, and we'll just get to the class. Uh, what about discipline, the nature of discipline itself at Metro? How does that work out? Basically, there isn't any. Um, students discipline themselves according to going to classes and so forth. If you're having a problem with uh, attendance, you can sit down and talk to the teacher about it. And there's no, I mean, traditional hitting with a ruler or something like that. That's why there are very few problems. Well, that, an interesting thing that I found was like at Kenwood, um, it was easier to cut the whole day, all right, not to go any classes, than it was to cut one class. Because if you cut one class, then you would be marked present and they double check your name and find that you had gone to division and that you were there for the day but you had missed this one class. And, and so then what they do is they'd reprimand you by suspending you for maybe a week which sort of defeats the whole purpose because you were interested enough to go into every class but one. Mm -hmm. And so what they do is they punish you by giving you more or less what you might be after anyway. It's really strange. Um, I really think that that's a backward situation where you're punished for doing something that you, you know, I mean, it's just, it's really bad. <laughs> yeah, but like with that, you know, that, that, that's on the point that you're hurting yourself process. Because like if I was in a regular high school and a teacher said, well, you're hurting my, yourself, I'd say, so what? Let me hurt myself, <laughs> you know. Right. But like um, when in Metro, I really think about, yeah, I'm hurting myself. And I... If I don't go, it's, on, it's my own fault because if there's something wrong with the class, I talk. I could talk to the teacher and tell them, well, this is not the way I want it done. It might be okay for all the rest of the students, but it's not. It doesn't afflict on me. How does that work? Coming to Nikki's, how does that work when someone doesn't quite feel comfortable in that class? Others may. How is how is it work out? You just talk to the teacher mm -hmm. about it, and he will find a way to uh, put you, like if with a class um, drafting. Like, we were going over things that I've already been over and I felt uncomfortable because I was ahead of everybody else. So this was in the beginning of Metro and the, uh, this new t the teacher, Jerry Anderson, he sent me to this place called Williams & Williams Architectural Firm and I work with uh, regular architects instead of uh, sitting around working <coughs> with the class. So we come back to that again, don't we? Learning, where you learn from. There are books, of course. I mean, in certain classes, sure. certain kinds sure. of books right. you read. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that it, sort of? Yeah, well, I, I want to clear something up for a yeah. lot of people. All right. Um, Metro is sometimes looked at as a free school. It is not a free school. 
we have to have we have to meet regular requirements as do all the other high school students in Chicago four years of English and then the years of math and science and social studies um, and we have to half our English has to be basic English reading and writing and the other half can be the theater etc um, we the teachers must take attendance if you don't go to class the teachers will talk it over with you there's just it's just not such a big thing to go to to um, to follow a lot of rules it's more important that we just learn something get something out of the school but it's there is a lot of freedom but it's not a free school it's it's organized it's structured but not not heavily structured and the students the students feel free you know even though it's not it's not um, a wild free school now the structure is there but the attitude teacher to students, student toward school, school toward the administrative guys, uh, mm -hmm. students administrative guys. That's what the difference is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What is some what more? What, uh, earlier, Nikki was talking about you could see kids going to different parts of the city, don't they? And the metro students. Right. Mm -hmm. And just going, and so to drafting, he's, he goes up to this architectural place. Oh, what about prison justice? An ex-convict is talking to you about that. We want to know about a blue-collar worker, a workman. In fact, you go to the factory. Right. In addition to the readings, whatever it is you have at uh, the central place where you meet, this is what it amounts to, that, isn't right. it? We've also yeah. learned so much about the city. I can get around Chicago really well now. <coughs> I know what buses to take, what else to take, how to get places. I can give directions now. Where I was used to be so much trouble for me to get from the south side downtown, right. and now I know the city and. I, I know how to deal with people too, which is something that Metro has taught all the students, which I think is really important. We we can get along in the city. Right. You know, we know how to deal with many different kinds of people. So even if you don't get along academically, you know a whole lot about the city, <laughs> if nothing else. So you end up being a cab driver. Yeah, <laughs> 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 a good cab driver though. But coming back to the matter of learning, the several things are happening then at one time. A lot of things happened to the student at one time through his participation. The courses, the regular course, you know, but a different way you're learning it and you get a kick out of it, you're enjoying it, your participation in it. Also learning what is happening outside that classroom. Right. And that's it too, isn't it? Is there other thoughts, or just two premature thoughts of what you'd like to be, do? Sylvia? Um. <coughs> Yes, uh, one reason why I set up the class that I'm teaching now is because I'm in, I want to become a surgeon. And I thought that uh, if I want to be going to the medical field, I should get into the hospitals and find out what's going on. So it's a prerequisite. And so here you are in high school and, and you visited hospitals. Right. And you talk to... Uh, we talk to doctors, administrative people, and hospitals, um, just about maintenance people in hospital. We find out, out a lot about um, the going-ons of the hospital because I'm interested in the medical field. And Talk there are a lot patients of patients too? No, that's like against hospital regulations. Ah, yeah, that's right, but that's right. But you talk to maintenance people too. Right. Yeah. Anybody in the hospital. Hospital aides. Right. Yeah. What about yourself, Nikki? Well, like I've had many different fields. Like when I first came into Metro, I wanted to be a architect. So I work with architecture. Then I changed my mind. I wanted to be a bodyguard. I still want to be a bodyguard. A bodyguard? Professional bodyguard. Well, he's good and correct. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Like, with, in, in like law, and I've 
you want to go into things like law and politics. But, like, that's not the things I want to go into, but I, I want to get to know all those things because those are the kind of people I'm going to be working with. And, like, that's why I'm here. I want to be here to work with, and to learn how to work with people that uh, will need my help. <laughs> what, about, through, what about you, Mark? <laughs> well, initially, I've, well, I've always really wanted to be into computer science. And at Metro, I was allowed to go on an independent study course and get extra credit, but doing extra, th extra work because I'm ahead of the class. And so I'm still into computer science, but these past few weeks and being at Metro, I'm also interested in education and also slightly in politics. So I've got like three choices. Claire? Um, I'd like to go into fine arts, specifically writing and drawing. Although I'm very interested in education right now, and Metro's done a lot, <laughs> has influenced me a lot. Once more, are, are there thoughts that come to your mind, certain events in the school that you feel affected you very much? Yeah, something and Nikki said reminded me of it. He was talking about law, and it just reminded me that Metro teaches its students how to teach themselves. And I remember last year, I heard about the Four of Us trial, so I decided to go watch it, and I knew nothing of courtroom procedure. The Four of Us trial of the uh, war uh, resistors. Right. I went and I watched the trial. It was only a week long, but I learned so much about courtroom procedure. It, was, um, it just amazed me, and I just wanted to go back there. I arranged with my teachers to miss my classes, and then when I came back, I brought this into the classes in some way, but it's, I know that if I hadn't gone to Metro, it would never have occurred to me to go to a courtroom and learn from watching the courtroom. I probably would have just said, well, I'll try and find a book. But you, there's just so many things you can learn um, that you can't learn from reading a book. There's a lot of things like that because I remember that there was, I'm, I can't remember what these two people want to get into, but like Metro sent them to Spain, I think it was, Spain or Italy or something like that, because they want to get into something of that nature. And like uh, what it feels to me like is they, the teachers lean over backwards to help you. and like. For the past couple of weeks, I've seen a lot of teachers sticking their neck out to do a lot of helping. And, like, it really, this really shows school spirit. I mean, like, anything you do in Metro, re create a crisis, create something, anything for the school that's going to, you're going to see a mm. uh, tremendous amount of school spirit. Sylvia, any uh, thought comes to your mind, any event or incident that you feel you think about at the moment? Um... Well, this crisis right now is bringing a lot of students together, uh, whereas they probably wouldn't have been. But, you know, there's almost anything that happens, big or small things, um, bring the students together. And it's, it's not exactly, I don't know, they're not always big things, just the little things. The I don't know, being at Metro, um, where students from all over the city meet, you do get to meet, you know, people of different cultures, people from the Latin community, people from, you know, all over the city. And so you aren't as limited in your experience uh, in dealing with other people and in trying to relate to their own personal situations.
So I've learned quite a bit about people from Metro. Learning about people. Do, do uh, teachers, too, talk to you about this? But they themselves feel they're learning something, too? Yeah. You? Oh, definitely. Because, yeah. yeah. like, the new teachers that haven't been there, like, there's teachers that hasn't been there as long as I have. Many of them. Half of them, to be exact. And they are fascinated with the school. And, like, uh, it seemed to me in my old school that everybody was shooting for the other man's job. And like when the C1 notice thing came up, everybody drew, and drew, and drew arms and went, even though that they might be the next in line for this promotion, they still wanted to keep Nate Blackman there. Because like the school is structured to exist. Uh, maybe, I'm, I'm not saying that it would crumble if Nate left but it would be d as different as... Right, it wouldn't, if it, if Nate left, it wouldn't be on a, an experimental basis anymore. It would be something that uh, the board could say that they have, um, but it wouldn't be experimental. Right, like, I think the, mm, the thing that paranoids most of the students is that they're gonna get a principal that is a puppet that's gonna dance right. to the district <laughs> superintendent's mm -hmm. string. Something that and Nate Blackman said to the 300 people who came, most of them were parents and teachers and the students, at Jones Commercial High School recently after the E1 unsatisfactory rating given to him, he's Metro can live without me. You can kill the dreamer, but you can't kill the dream. Of course, the feeling, and that's the reason for this conversation around the microphone, is that here is quite a remarkable place. And the authorities for this statement are the students themselves and their parents and the teachers, those who are there. Uh, they are, and I imagine uh, there seems to be a strong opinion about this. In fact, there's unanimity of opinion about right. it. So here we are, talking about a certain school that uh, has been in existence for three years, hasn't it? Have you come across Metro graduates, others? Have you heard about them? Or? Oh, yeah. definitely. Yeah? <laughs> they come back. They have to come back. Everybody comes back to yeah. see how the old school is going. Yeah. And, like, um, it's beautiful because, like, when the first graduates of Metro were scared because we go to a new experimental school and no college will accept us, we've had um, the high, in our supposed district, We've had the high, we had five, was it five? National Merit. National yeah. Merits, mm -hmm. and three achievements. Illinois State. That's, that's Let's out see. of 73 graduates. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right, there were five Illinois State uh, scholarship winners, and there were five National Merit scholarship commended students, and there were one or two National Merit winners. And, um, you know, and out of 73, that's an incredible percentage. Right. <coughs> and another thing, uh, like when Metro uh, started and there were the first graduates, we weren't accredited then, and their diplomas were uh, considered worthless. Uh, however, you, find, you found a lot of colleges accepting them anyway. Fifty percent of the graduates went to college. I think it was no, 65 to 75 percent. Well, well, a large yeah. <laughs> Went we're to college. We're talking about Metro High School. Anybody has any thought before we say goodbye for now? Yeah, I have, I have one. Um, last year I was doing a research paper on alternate schools, and I came across a published Board of Education fact which said that 
every year 10% of the students drop out. So that means by the time you go through a four-year sequence of high school, 40% of the students have dropped out. And we come nowhere close to that figure at Metro. I, I can't personally recall of people dropping out at Metro, although a few must have. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's nowhere near 40%. And this, this shows that the students themselves like Metro. I mean, if a school is bad, the first people you hear it from is the students. And if a principal is bad, the first people you hear it from is the students. And this has not happened at Metro. It's been exactly the reverse. That's because students found out that learning doesn't have to be a drag. It doesn't have to be boring. That it can be, it can be fun and exciting. And there's a lot you can get out of it. Out of going to high school, and Metro's just meant a lot to all its students. To to that, I was asked when I was told I was going to be here. I was asked by a lot of students that are friends of mine to uh, say. Uh, without Metro, uh, I think a majority of them would not have made it as far as they went. So they're reaching out to asking for people all all over the Chicago to give them a hand and to reach out for us. Sylvia? All I can say is that Metro is a beautiful school. It's a beautiful experience. <clears throat> and as Nikki said, we need people to support us. Right. I think... and. One more thing is that Nate Blackman has done it for us. You know, he's he stuck his neck out for us May I add all that the time. Nate Blackman has done it. The teachers and uh, the students, you four, and who represent yourselves too, which is what seems to me school without walls, school with a certain amount of trust is all about. And that's quite obviously what seen Metro, and so the listeners. You're aware that Metro is being threatened at this moment by the Chicago school system. And uh, I suppose letters might be in order, or any other form of expression. I thank my guests, Sylvia Fontella, Nathaniel Brandy, Brandy and Mark Tomazawa, and Claire Nesbitt, students. Thank students, you. participants, thank you very much. <laughs>